Hello, this is Michael Benson. This is Top Notch Nonsense. Uh, this is uh, this is a wonderful podcast with my wife. Let's uh, okay, wonderful. Let's okay. I yeah, know how to let, say. Let's let the audience. Okay, know. yeah, okay. Uh, 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 what is your name? My name is Miranda. Okay. Um, and the two films we're talking about today, you were. The one who gave us uh, the previous movies were Satan movies, and now we got something even more horrifying. Um, <laughs> bad late nineties, early two thousands, Drek. This is this is some wonderful anthology yeah. stuff. This is this is. Uh, I was not expecting this. So just for some context, so we can or whatever, just so you get an idea. So the film we are starting with is. Campfire Tales. From Campfire Tales from 1997, you're right. And the other movie we're going to be doing is Campfire Stories from 2001. Now, I, be, I believe both of them were released straight to home video. I don't think they had a actual release date. I believe so. I, um, I found them in Blockbuster. That's the, how uh, because these. May 1997 is when Campfire Tales came out. Uh, Campfire Tales stars the wonderful James Marsden. Very young, very yummy. Okay. Mm. Uh, Amy Smart, Ron Livingston, Christine Taylor, Glenn Quinn, Jacinda, Jacinda Barrett, and the Masterson Man, who isn't a piece of shit. Uh, Chris, not Danny. Just so you know, the other fantastically unique movies that came out in may of 1997 breakdown with kurt russell austin powers international man of mystery bloodletting then we also have father's day asylum with robert patrick and malcolm mcdowell the fifth element nowhere by uh um, That's a Greg Rocky. That's a great Greg Rocky. Yeah, Bloodsport three, Robinson Crusoe with uh, Pierce Brosnan, which Brosnan. is Brosnan. Quick Quicksilver Highway, Poison Ivy, the new seduction. Ah oh, yes. Oh my gosh, Anastasia, a cartoon, a movie called The Van, a movie called The Apocalypse. Oh my god, I want to see that. The Apocalypse. Oh, that looks awful. Yes, please. Night Falls on Manhattan. Counterfeit, spelled with a K. Oh, my God. Starring Hilary Swank and Corbin Burnson. My God, that's another one we might, might want to do. That's fucking awful. Brassed Off? Brassed Off? What the fuck? This was just a bad month. Fucking Lost World. The second Jurassic Park. Addicted to love with... Uh, fucking Broderick and you know the other uh, the <laughs> lady who's who's uh, who's Meg Ryan. Ryan. I said it correctly. Uh, trial and error with Michael Richards and Jeff Daniels. Gone fishing with Joe Pesci and fucking Danny Glover. <laughs> Danny Glover. Movie called Witchcraft Nine: Bitter Flesh. Oh. Uh, we gotta we gotta do that one. That's fucking. That sounds awesome. And, of course, a movie called Rough Magic. And the uh, uh, one thing, I have no idea what it means. This movie is just called Hands on a Hard Body, the Documentary. Now, I'm not sure if that means, you know, if it's a 
porn documentary or if it's, you know, something about cars. But I don't care to know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, these are awful. This, thank you, baby. Okay, so where where do we start? The first thing I, thing I wrote down said Willie the Hook Peters. That uh, question mark? Uh. Yeah, it starts off in black and white where it's James Morrison and his date. Um, you know, set in like the 50s, early 60s. Yeah. And they're making out, but she doesn't want to, you know, go further. And oh, yeah. Like, Oh, fine. You know, fine. My name's James Marsden. You know how boys that, that age do mm. and older. Um, Could and there they, be danger slash consent with these teens kissing? Oh, my. Um, so they go to the burger joint, and she's like, no, don't leave me. And he's like, just one burger. And it's like, well, why would you have more than one? But okay, you're James Morrison. You can do what you want. Um, and she's like, okay, get me a milkshake. But then we find the out. The hook hand man is here. Yes. The hook is on the car. Dun, dun, dun. Ah, now the uh, 90s. The guy, the guy that they were hearing about on the radio while they were making out. Oh, my. And now they're dead. Uh, now the 90s start with idiots driving. Yes. Just like vroom, vroom. Oh, my God. It it remind, it reminded me, and I wrote this down, reminded me of the same beginning as Mulholland Drive, just two ki- driving X super goddamn fast without a, without a care in the world. They crashed their dad's car. You know, his dad's mm-hmm. car. And, uh, oh my god. And the dude driving is an asshole. Yeah. He's just being a dick trying to scare everybody. But then it's like, okay, let's set up some flares, and while we wait for the cops, let's tell some spooky stories. stories. And none of, uh, I'm gonna be honest, none of them were all that scary. No. I wasn't, I wasn't in sc- I, I, I'm still unnerved by The Shining, which I saw last night. I, and that... Well, you can't compare. Yeah, yeah, that's done by a master fucking with your head over and over again. And this is, what? Two. Two masters, yeah. Uh, Diane Johnson is a great writer. Um, She is. Uh, And uh, we'll get into that later. But uh, the, yeah, okay, fine. There's, they walk around an old dead building. I I wrote that down. Yeah, but uh, they build a fire in the middle, they building a fire in the middle of the woods because it's cold yes like you do and uh two people jacked to death i wrote that down weird uh (laughs) learned from the paper you know i i don't like i don't like you know fucking trolling dickheads if it's not me i don't like seeing them on screen you know it's just because they do it they don't do it smart enough this yeah i don't Chris Masterson is so fucking scared. He's so he's so innocent, uh, just, you know, and so like uh, very passive in the way he's communicating with the other. Yeah. So there's two boys, three. two girls. They sit around telling stories. Yeah. Christine Taylor is there, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's really a shame that she she's a pretty lady. I can understand why. Ben, ben Stiller her, married her. Yeah, or it, she. Yeah, it's just I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why she wouldn't have had a bigger fucking career. I think this was after Hey Dude. Yeah. Uh, no. Hey Dude's two thousand. Is it really? Dude, where's or Hey Dude or Dude, where's my car? Hey Dude. Hey Dude. I don't know what Hey Dude is. It's a TV show from nineteen eighty nine on Nickelodeon. Okay, Christine so Taylor. I thought you meant Dude, where's my car? Which no, is I also, did not. That's just all right. Because it might have been in that. That came out in 2000. But yeah, the 
We're, uh, the first story is with Ron Livingston, yes. one of my absolute fa- I really love him And he's a lot. very young here, too. He he looks good. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah, he does. He looks happy. He looks like he... We get to see his butt. Early 90s Charlie Sheen hair. He looks fucking... It, it looks it looks uh, like that, that pompadour type of hair he's gotten on. Uh, so he and his wife, they're newlyweds. They're um, driving around in a motorhome. Yeah. They're trying to... Oh, they're going to Vegas, I think? Yeah, I think they're going to vote Vegas, yeah. But then he wants to see some weird cavern or something, and she's like, no, that's creepy. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that, man. That's good stuff. Uh, but I don't want to do that. So uh, they're a, a dude with a... Eventually, they, a, a dude with a shotgun giving good advice, just saying, hey, you want to be... You want to be safe. You better yeah, be safe. Yeah, they run, they run out of gas. Which because how do you motor, do that? Motorhome. I know you'd think you would have a gas can with gas in there, but maybe you don't carry gas in your vehicle. Maybe that's not smart. I don't know. I, I'm kind of an idiot. I will admit that. Um, but they run out of gas, and of course, it's the dead of night. So they decide to bone. Yeah. <laughs> she. Oh yeah. At, before she gets up, and somehow he. She twists her ankle, but then we see them boning, and they're boning standing up, and they're boning from behind. And it's like, if you are if you have a bad ankle, maybe don't have standing up sex. Yeah, that, and also don't have standing up sex in the first... No, it's, you know, lay down. There's there's a bed there. There is... There's fucking blankets. You don't fucking do this. I don't understand it. It's fucking disgusting. And well, Ron Livingston was pretty back. stoked because once they were finished, he went out into the woods completely nude. So we got to see that from behind. That, that was impressive. Nice. Wow, way to go, buddy. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Good. And he, he screams into the ether, I just had great sex. All right, Ron, naked Ron Livingston, good for you. <laughs> yeah, you want a fucking cookie? Uh, I don't. But yeah. then, yeah, her ankle's really bad. He needs no, to, there's no first aid. There's I don't know no how first you don't, aid kit in the motorhome. I don't understand that. You, you, two things you need in a fucking motorhome: backup gas and fucking first aid. If you get yourself fucking hurt, and God, I'm gonna walk in the middle of the night to the nearest gas station. What? Shut the fuck up! I know. Wait what till daytime, idea. dude. Like, just chill and go Handful to sleep. Maybe go again. Handful of hours, but uh, have some drinks, cuddle, maybe fuck again, and you know just go the next fucking day when it's light out. Especially because the God. dude with the shotgun said like go in, go in there and do not come out, and then he of course you know blames that dude like ah that creep siphoned our gas. Why? Why would he do that? He has a car that works and a gun. He doesn't need to do that. Um, yeah. But yes, brilliant idea. You're in the middle of the woods. Leave your new wife in the motorhome. By herself and go get gas. No, not a good idea, dude. Brilliant. So, you know, creepiness ensues. Um, there's some sort of creature outside the motorhome trying to get the wife. And she she's pretty good, though, man. She she fights the fucker off. Yeah, she does. She she stabs him. with. She finds something and stabs him, and then he's gone. And, you know, she's like, okay, well, my husband's supposed to be here by now. It's light. What the fuck? Fuck. Yep. So, you know, there's a knock on the door. It's the sheriff. and Fat policeman. Yeah, I know. Fat sheriff, of course, because they're in the middle of nowhere, and that's just how it is in the middle of nowhere. You have fat cops. Um, Rick's dead, though. Rick is dead, you know. Well, yeah, we find that out later. So he Sorry. says, you know, walk to the car. <laughs> Rick's dead probably is what do I not, <laughs> Do not turn around. Don't turn around and look. She's like, no, my husband's coming. And he's like, nope, just make it to the car. Do not turn around. But then, of course, she turns around and she sees her husband naked 
hanging from the hanging from a tree and his wedding ring is bloody and scraping against the top of the motor yeah that's that that's the best part of that story that's the best or that really works to be the best part of that story it's a scary ending clifford her a sound um i don't know (laughs) that what's what i wrote down here the uh yeah there uh there's a 12 year old and an older sister braces locked what all right whatever yeah this is actually my favorite one yeah this is this is the second story and uh it this being night coming out in 1997 a dude talking to a 12 year old through the internet way to give the entire story away already, sorry baby much, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i apologize young girl her name is amanda she it's the day before her birthday she's stoked to get home so yeah. she runs home yeah and of course her parents are going out for the evening they Uh-oh. leave money and um the older sister kind of slutty Played by Devin Odessa from My So-Called Life. Yeah. Um, I love how she swindles the dad out of more money. Yeah, like, that was smart. Like, this isn't going to be enough for my, for food, um, especially if we get Chinese, so he gives her another 10. That, that is actually true, though. Chinese food is expensive, but it's worth it because you get so much of it and you can eat it again the next yeah, day. Yeah, so that's worth... Yeah, exactly. So he, he wasn't... Tech, technically, she wasn't really lying. She did, you know, needs more money for that anyway well, yeah she just gives the young girl half of it takes the other half is like yeah i'm going out tonight that's what's happening you're gonna be here by yourself deal with it <laughs> but of course she thinks she's fine because she has her big golden retriever odin yeah very pretty puppy i love now yeah. and then very we get a doggy. like two to three minute conversation of her older sister on the phone talking to what i imagine is some dude um just saying what well, i'm going out I'm, if I wanted to tell you, I would tell you, but I'm just, I'm going out. This is so and bad. This the writing is so yeah. awful in this. I don't, like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm doing it, okay? And she, she and her friend take a long time to get ready. So Amanda goes back up to her room. She's talking on a very old school chat room yeah. to Jessica. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of neat. I never, I've never seen a chat room like this where you have, like, your school picture as your profile pic. Like, as That's your, not a... A, yeah. Like, it's supposed to be, like, AIM or something, but it's not instant messaging. It's a straight-up chat room with Jessica with a picture of a young girl. This is actually predicting what, you know, Facebook will look like or what other places will look like or what MySpace will look like when you you get the messages and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So that – it's amazing in what type of shitty movies they actually will predict – a certain part of the future that will be accurate. This was a very real fear for people at the time, because this is back when, you know, in the late 90s, kids were just starting to get online and talk to people. Oh, believe me, I know, I know. know. Me too. And we cut to this old creepy dude is actually the one in the chat room being Jessica. Being Jessica. Because, of course, chat rooms exist, and who's the first to use it? Pedos. 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 Ugh. I, I, I went British for a second there for some reason. and we, I, I like saying it that way. That's fun. Yeah. And we find out... In, a pedophile. A pedophile. A pedophile. All right. Good. But, uh... Hashtag yeah. IT crowd. Yeah. Pedophile. That's for our... For some of our, the nerdy people that might be listening. Yeah. Um... And not only is he the one talking to her on the chat room, but he has been taking videos of her playing with her dog in her in her backyard. So yeah. he lives near her. He knows who this little girl is. And that's and yeah. He has access to her. So that's pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. The 
cl- oh god what does it say cook uh She's kicking the ball in the uh, kicking the oh, ball yeah, in the weeds. Oh yeah, she's playing soccer with herself. And uh, it the movie uh, the movie kind of says is, is is she gonna die? Is she gonna get you know murdered here? Yeah, she she kicks the ball into the bushes and the guy is there. He's right. Uh, Clippers is ready to destroy flesh. You know, the dog uh, the doggy is being. Uh, I love the doggy. Yeah, it's, it's a so very adorable. sweet doggy. Odin, but dog. he won't go into the bushes because he knows something's up. Yeah. So she she goes in to try and get the ball, doesn't quite find it. Yeah. But then the guy kicks the ball back into the backyard. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna think that's weird at all. That's I'm not. Take my ball and go back in. Yeah. And take a shower. Yeah. It's just. So the sister is finally gone. The sister had to give her, you know, the big whole thing about, you know, touch my hair dryer, you're dead. Yeah. Go into my room, touch my clothes, you're dead. dead. So what does she do once her sister is gone? She takes a shower, uses the sister's blow dryer. Who? It's a freaking blow dryer. What's she going to do with it? It's fine. She blow dries her hair. She's fine. Yeah, and it's fine. she goes fine. and tries on some of her sister's slutty clothes. And I loved how you didn't like that. You were like, that's not going to fit you, dum-dum. Yeah, it isn't. It didn't, you know. And, and the creepy Pinot man is going to get, is ready to get inside and personalize some violence against a child. It's not, it's not... I'm not. It, it, you know what might be, ha- what might happen, and it fucks with your head. And you, and while she's trying to make herself a better or whatever the fuck, she's just she's trying to dress up, having a nice time, being a good kid. She's perfectly fine. Yeah, she doesn't have dinner though. I'm I'm kind of surprised that neither of the sisters actually were hungry, but that's just me. Miranda loves food. Um, so she's you know getting ready to go in bed. She can't find her dog. Oh, she does go into the um. She does go into the garage, yeah. and she looks around, and she finds that she did, in fact, get the bike that she asked for for yeah. her birthday. That was nice. Yeah, so her, you know, good parents, but then they just leave their kids at home alone, like you do. Oh, yeah, well, well, buy them the bullshit, and then go leave me alone. I get it. Yeah, go to your party. And um, she hears noises in the garage, freaks out, goes to bed. And then she, you know, reaches under her bed and, you know, for her dog to lick her, like, oh, Odin, you scary cat. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to protect me, blah, blah, blah. And she gets... Cat. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, um, you know, she gets licked and assumes everything's fine. Yeah. But then she looks in the mirror and she sees a note in lipstick on the mirror that says, people can lick too. Yeah. And then we focus in the mirror and see it's the old guy licking her hand. Yes, fucking disgusting. And her sister has gone home, gotten home by this point, so it must have not yeah. been, she must have not been out very long. And it's just like, God, what's your problem? And she's like, dude, there's a creepy guy under my bed. What the fuck? And then the sister looks under the bed and I'm like, oh man, this doesn't bode well for the sister because, you know, she's still a young girl and, you know, has no weapons or anything. Yeah. But then reveals, and I hate this part, I hate this part of every horror movie. I don't know why they why make this a thing. Why do they have to do this? He killed the dog. Yeah, a dead dog. I'm not, I was really hoping it wouldn't do this, but because it's a shitty movie. Whenever and there's they don't an animal need, involved. And we have to kill person, it, apparently, yeah, which know, is bullshit. But whatever. I, I get what they're trying to do. Congratulations, you made me sad, fuckers. You made me hate the killer, of course. Is that what I was supposed to feel? Make me hate the bad guy? I didn't like him already. Yeah. He not only is he a pedophile, a pedophile, but he also murders dogs. Jesus. I know. It's like I thought you liked videotaping her with her On dog. On top of their. Now friend. she's never gonna go outside again. And she's gonna be fucking her, freaked out. Think logically, saying, dickhead. Disgusting pedophile. Piece of shit. All right. Anyway. So uh, the guy runs out and he's never to be found. Oh no. I wrote down Clueless was two years, 
two years when this came out. Wow. It was two years ago when this came out. I don't know why I wrote that. Yeah, I'm not sure the relevance of that. No, me neither. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, there was the hair on the balls conversation while peeing. That wasn't. Oh yeah, the two the two guys they go and take a leak, and the older guy says, "Hey, hey, you got hair on your balls yet?" It's like, well, why do why are you interested in that? When My maybe I'm hand? a fucking weirdo, but I don't. Why would I want to ask anybody about their personal like genital area place? Fucking look, uh, I don't even want to think about someone else's penis, let alone like talk to the guy about it or whatever. Fuck, ugh, just no. Tell me about your nutsack. Tell me about your nutsack. Anyway. Well, it's wrinkly. Okay. Yeah, okay, move on. <laughs> That's good, yes. Tell me about your nutsack. Is it related to a next story I'm going to say? Has a motorcycle in it. No. Um, <laughs> it's just... Uh, anyway. But, um, yeah, the motor motorcycle guy got his motorcycle broke, you know, and yeah, some guy, something about like, oh, he didn't know where he was going, but he knew with every mile he was getting closer, that type of thing. He was just a, a freewheeling motorcyclist, played by Glenn Quinn, who played Mark in Roseanne. Yeah. and He's no longer with us, R.I.P. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and he, he feels, he ver- feels very much, he has that James, Mar- uh, that James motorcycle Oh, from Twin thing, Peaks. Yeah, thing. A little bit of that, a little tiny bit of that going on. Yeah, like that type but, of uh, leather jacket type yeah. of dude. And uh, he can't pull it off like James Marshall, but whatever. Uh, yeah, he, uh, next thing I wrote was run onto a farm, fucko. Uh, yeah, yeah, he comes across this farm with yeah. this like really old kind of Victorian house. Yeah. And there's just, there's a girl in there. It's Jacinda Barrett from um, the fourth season of The Real World in London. Yeah. She was in that. Yeah. Um, and she can't talk. Yeah, she's can't. And she's dressed super old-timey, but it's really pretty. And she's nice to him, just like, hey, do you need some water? But she can't talk, so they have to do this kind of, like, charades thing. But then we find out she does have a chalkboard, and that's how she Talks. speaks. We find out she lives there Can't speak. I don't know what you're saying. All right. But uh yeah, Heather, yeah, uh, her name is uh Heather Wallace, I believe. And uh she uh, she likes uh she likes horses. She uh, there we go. And uh, Oh yeah. When he was asking like who do you live with? Um do you live with your parents and she's like just one and he's like is it your mother and she's like no and he's like oh it's your father or well, where's your father? And she does a very very clear, very obvious mimic of horseback riding, and he doesn't get it for a couple tries. Yeah, he's doing horsey stuff. Yeah. He, she's like, into uh, doing he's, horsey he's, stuff. He's dancing. He's uh, motor. <laughs> he's motor car racing. Oh, horseback riding. A herd. A herd far away. Oh, I see. Nay. So yeah, it's weird. nighttime, and she only has gas lamps, which is kind of interesting, and no phone. Yeah, I don't think she has a phone. Um, and this is when it gets creepy. Yeah. So there's there's he there's lightning. He um he hears a man yelling and looks down the um looks down at the window to see a guy jumping in the well and he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And I actually really like this imagery of this happens several times throughout the night 
It's the lightning, the yelling, the, um, the clock chiming, the door slamming, and then the guy jumping in the well. And that happens throughout the night over and over and over again. Yeah. And then um, Heather Wallace is scared, so she goes to Glenn Quinn's room. Yeah. And... He's like, dude, what's going? What's going on around here? This is not. This isn't right. He's right. It isn't right. No, it's and not she right. writes on the window, ghosts. And he's like, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. And she's like, no, no, I can't leave. I mean, she doesn't say it, but she mimes she, it. Yeah, she mimes it. You can tell from her facial expressions how you know engage it, what she meant to say. Mm-hmm. And then it happens again. We hear, you know, the door slam, the clock chimes, the fire goes on, yeah. there's lightning, and um, he goes downstairs, and um, there's this big dude that's, like, saying, hey, you slut, get down here. Yeah. Who are you? You defiled my daughter. And the guy's like, whoa, oh. it's totally not even what you think. We it's not meatloaf, bit, though. It's not meatloaf, even though he looks a lot like meatloaf. Yeah, he's kind of meatloafy. Yeah. I wanna... Also R.I.P. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it he was the the father is really fucking scary. He you know. <sighs> anyway, but but then he goes into the kitchen. The father has disappeared. He jumped down the well again. He goes into the kitchen at the, and the kitchen or the kitchen is covered in blood. And he's like, "What the hell is going on?" <clears throat> and he finds Jacinda, and she's fine. And he's like, "No, seriously, we're getting the fuck out of here." And then they're ready to go. And then it happens again. 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 The clock chimes. The door slams. Uh, and he runs out and sees the father, who's again screaming for the little slut to get downstairs. And uh, you defiled my daughter and blah, blah, blah. And he's going to, um, he has an axe and he's going to hack Glenn up. Yeah. But then he kind of trips him and he actually hacks um, the axe right into his own foot. So then the whole scene gets all fucked up. Yeah. It's... Very fucked up. And then they do, in fact, get away. And, um, you know, she tells him, like, people were murdered here. And he's like, yeah, let's, we're going. So she's like, fine, like, okay, yeah, I guess I do have to get out of here. And then they just randomly go on his motorbike, which I guess is fixed now or has yeah. gas now or whatever. Yeah, magic. Yeah, magic. And then they're just kind of under this tree chilling. And he is noticing her necklace that he had admired. It's this really cool um locket on a black choker. And he takes it off, which kind of, you know, don't do that. Don't mess with people's jewelry when they're sleeping. That's creepy. But he opens it. And, and the head falls off. Well, he opens it, and it's a picture of her and a picture of, of him. him. And then she wakes up, and she says, what's happening to me? Now she can talk that her choker is not on, and her head falls off. The choker was keeping her head on. She was dead the entire, entire time. time. See... These are, these are, these these are, are all failed. These are old school, except for the middle one. They're, these are old school, the hook hand. These are old school campfire tales. Yeah, I know. I'm time. just... Ugh. All right. Well, um, now is a police off, there's a police officer. Yeah, the kids are all stoked. Like, oh, hey, yeah. the cops are here. Awesome. Yay. Yay. A and police then... officer. No. And then, yeah. And it, they want to... F- I, I guess all these tales are connected, are they? Or are they not? No, babe, they're not connected. Oh God! We Why see, did I freaking you know, the, forget something? It's Shit. the older guy, the guy that was driving. He's like, "Oh hey, fuck, yeah, yeah." Where where did everyone else go? So he goes out to see the cops. Okay. And he sees um, he sees Glenn as a paramedic, 
and yeah. someone else from Wonder Oh, Wonder yeah, Wonder and it, all of a sudden we're in, uh, it's Wizard of Oz shit yes, bullshit now. Yes, and we now. realize yeah. that, in fact, it was a fatal car crash, and he sees the, uh, the other three kids, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then, you know, they, the... Glenn character does the, as the paramedic, you know, he does the defibrillator a couple of times on yeah. the kid who was driving, and he flatlines. Yeah. So it was, he was driving drunk, and he killed everybody, and telling the campfire tale, ca- telling all the campfire tales was just his dream right before death. That is, it, it, it just cheesy. felt very weak sauce and yeah, cheesy, was, and I tried unearned. to forget some of it. Um, anyway. Anyway, let's go to the fucking next one. Get this fucking shit over with. God damn. Okay, so campfire stories. Oh, Lord. This is... 2001. 2001. This came out in October at the beginning, right after 9-11. I believe right after 9-11. These are the... These are some of the movies that are... That came out in... During the month of October... Of 2001. This is the type of stuff that was available. Fucking Tremors 3, Shark Hunter, La Cienega, Zebra Lounge. Zebra Lounge looks very bad. Watch, probably watch that. Max Keeble's Big Move. He's a child. I don't know how big of a move he's going to make, but all right. Joyride. That's a good move. Training Day, another gr- a great movie. Serendipity, not a not worth your time. Uh, a movie called Earth versus the Spider, which I think we should see. Um, oh my God, Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase. So we know that uh, it was when they go on a cyber chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie just called The Pornographer. Wow, as a Lady crossing her arms in the picture. You know, it's really good. She's crossing her arms. Uh, a movie called Bruiser. Children of the Corn Revelation. Bandits with uh, Bruce Willis, Bob, Billy Bob Thornton, and Kate Blanchett. Corky Romano also came came out this month. Oh, jeez. Oh, fucking Jesus. Dancing at the Blue Iguana. Iron Monkey. Mulholland Drive also came out this fucking uh, oh, this month, October nineteenth, two thousand one. From Hell with Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp. Uh, came out on October nineteenth. K Pax with the Devil himself, Kevin Spacey, riding in cars with boys with one of the angels of America, Drew Barrymore. When good ghouls go bad with. Christopher Lloyd. Oh my gosh! You want to watch that? When ghoul go, yeah. When good ghouls go bad. Good ghouls. Route six six six. Shallow Hal. Monsters Inc. Life is a house. Thirteen ghosts with thirteen, written as part of the word thirteen. And finally, the name, the movie that is really bad that I might want to make you watch. Domestic disturbance with John Travolta. Oh my gosh. Campfire stories. Probably the worst of all of the movies I just mentioned. CGI skull monologue. We couldn't even. Yeah, I, I wrote down that same about. thing. This is so fucking low budget. I am so. This is so cheap. It's on video. Yep. 
and uh you know Charlie Day looking young as yes. probably ever. One th- one good thing did come out of this terrible, terrible movie. This was the movie where Charlie Day and Rob Malkilhaney met, I believe. Yep. So we did get Always Sunny out of this movie. Yeah. I think it was worth it. Yeah, it's very worth it because it's uh, everything else. They almost, cr- they almost crashed the car just by yelling about bullshit that doesn't matter. Oh my matter. gosh, yeah. Charlie Day and this other dude are driving in this car and they're just fucking around and he's like lighting it. The other dude who's driving is lighting a cigarette, drops a cigarette in his lap, almost crashes. Yeah. And then they start roughhousing in the car. They almost crash. They don't do... What is they this? They almost crash into a tree and then they they almost hit... um Meadow Soprano. Yeah, they almost hit Meadow Soprano. What the fuck? This is... I And... I'm sorry. The other dude, I feel bad. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what else he's been in. But I couldn't stop looking at his acne. It, it was really kind of distracting. I, oh, that's not nice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just I feel bad about that, but not entirely bad. He, he was doing what he can. These are not. I mean, he's not a great actor. This is not a good movie. This is just awful shit. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so a okay, cat. I wrote occasional bouts of stupidity. Uh, That's about right. Yeah, they uh, they get into the woods again, uh, and you're and I wrote down is Jamie Lynn luring them somewhere? Is she gonna? Is that where this is gonna go? Yeah, the whole but, thing was kind of weird. So they they almost they almost hit Jamie Lynn Ziegler, but then they don't. They stop right before they hit her. Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, my car's back there. I have you know." Battery's dead, flat tire, some shit like that. Yeah. And she's like, I'm waiting for blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this again, nobody has cell phones. Um, I guess this is before cell phones are super big. Um, and they... The other car has a flat tire. We don't know how that happened. They were fucking around. I guess they hit something. Flat tire. And they're like, well, holy shit, let's go into the woods. That seems... That's a good idea, dumbass. Well, I think she she said she saw a camp, so she's like, there must be campers, so there must be a phone. We can call for a tow. And they do run into a camp. There are no campers. They do, however, run into Buster Poindexter. Yeah. David Johansson, who is acting with a capital motherfucking A in this whole thing. Congratulations. He is, that's one fucking freaky guy. That, yeah, he's Ranger Bill. Yeah, a scary cop. And, well, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a camp counselor. He's not even a cop. Yeah, but he, okay, yeah. And he's like, don't worry, I already called you a toe. It's getting cold. Let's start a fire. Yeah, it's not a With this gnarly, gnarly fake southern accent yeah it, he is that's the other weird thing he is the most new york of new york fucking things he's the i don't most know new york of dolls yeah and uh you would think that they would it he would lean into that accent especially if you're going to be doing you could picture this this that this is up this could be upstate new york but no he puts on this fucking accent that's not even yeah anyway but uh get warm around the campfire he's gonna tell us all a story and you know find out you know mental hospital dental work uh but yeah so he he's he's says these wonderful uh he puts together these fucking benign stories over the next fucking I don't know. It felt like two hours. Yeah, they, they, in the, in this movie, the kids aren't telling the stories. He's telling all the stories. Yeah. They're supposed to be some kind of morality tales because he, he thinks they're all just little little punks, which is fun coming from David Yeah. <clears throat> 
Um, who has a new um, documentary coming out that uh, Martin Scorsese directed. Oh, really? Anyway, or that it's out right now. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. But uh, didn't mean to just want to get that out. But yeah, yeah, it's, uh, he's... <laughs> I guess it's all about how you're, like all these stories about how you're not supposed to be an asshole. Yeah, don't be a jackass. Congratulations. But uh, it this whole movie feels very student filmy. It feels very just... It is super cheap. It, 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 it's not well, it just isn't well made, and it hurt my eyes throughout. I didn't enjoy, I... So yeah, the first story starts in a, uh, uh, oh my gosh, literally, a mental asylum for the criminally insane. Yeah. And, uh, they go to, uh, get the teeth looking at, dental work. Well, yeah, it was saying that they used to use the patients for these, you know, pain experimentations and the quote-unquote doctor keeps saying you know don't pay attention to the pain just you live through it or whatever and it's like fuck push through that shit yeah it's just it's just gory and cheap and very like rob zombie if he didn't have any money yeah but you know more stupid but more stupid (laughs) because rob zombie's a fairly smart dude who it's not anyway, but uh, that kind of fails. Yeah, and then we cut from the mental hospital to this high school where the you know football jocks are just being a, a jerk ass. Like he's a cheating Donnie likes doing football. That's what he likes to do. Yeah, and he's cheating on his girlfriend because he's an, he's a jackass. He likes you know attacking the janitor and making the janitor feel awful and terrible yeah i think he, i think he's a landscaper so i think we're led to believe that he was one of the patients from the mental hospital don't do that though that's not cool and she was saying like yeah he's like being a dick and just yelling at the landscaper who isn't doing anything mind you yeah no. he's just landscaping and he's yelling at him and she's like you know he's mentally challenged <laughs> And so they decide to, um, he and the other jackass football players decide to dogpile him. Yeah. And just start beating the crap at him for no good reason. It's like, yeah, nobody, we don't like and you. And even if you do do that, if you believe that don't. he's a mentally, don't do that. But if if you hear from your girl that, you know, there's a mentally challenged killer out to that does terrible things oh that's the thing we're like we're like oh but you know he like killed his whole family and ate them or something therefore he deserves to be dogpiled yeah that's someone you want yeah that makes sense even if he's not gonna hurt you if you dogpile him and he survives he'll certainly won't come after you you fucking idiot but you know it just make he it just Makes you really hate the main character so yeah, he's fucking awful. much. Oh, he's played by uh, John Hensley, who played the son in Nip Tuck. Yeah, which yeah, and uh, he's and he's doing well. He's a decent enough actor. It's just it's just when you when you're portraying somebody that horrible with that bad of lines and that poorly written, yeah. it just it just falls on its face. So, yeah, apparently he gets, like, his arm sprained and the landscaper steal his, steals his backpack. You stole reason. my bag. Yeah, you stole my bag. Uh, and he yells yells after him when, when the guy goes to hide. He's like, I'm going to kill you. You're dead. And it's what? like, why are we exacerbating this? <laughs> so, of course, he can't. they can't fucking drop it because they're jerk-off teenagers. Yeah. 
So they decide to go find him in his hut in the woods, which is really smart. They go and they get a bunch of weapons. They get a, a hockey stick. One guy's like just, he has to have the croquet mallet. Yeah. And a golf club and I think a fucking cricket bat or some shit. Yeah, punishing is yeah. what they do. And they're just going to try and go wail on him, which is like, you're an asshole. You're a bunch yeah. of assholes. Yeah, it's not. It. They're just so cruel to this dude. You know, you don't hurt people who have a hard life already just but ugh. then as we can guess um they get split up and the um the landscaper who's armed with um i guess pinking shears mm-hmm. or something of that nature he just um oh one guy goes to take a leak and we have to watch this guy pee for like a while a long time and just we see the pee hit the tree totally unnecessary. <laughs> i wrote down why are we watching piss happen <laughs> yeah uh, uh, why, there's another phrase why are you such a homo randy it's just the, the, the lines of this <laughs> yeah it's not a good time if they were not if they were not delivered with such you know dynamic execution i wouldn't i would hate this movie more i'm, I'm still fucking hate this movie. i'm still not happy with this movie but. yeah so the guy's out peeing and he you know gets his dick lobbed off killer of dicks <laughs> Killer of dicks. Yeah, he gets his dick lobbed off by the landscaper, <laughs> and he it's shoved in his mouth, and he's just left Again. to sit there. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. So the landscaper just picks these guys off one one by one until Donnie's the only one left. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you know, I could I could mess you up good, right?" And you can tell he's fucking pissing his pants because he's all by himself now, so he's not so fucking tough. Yeah. And the guy's just staring at him, and then he, I guess. He knocks him out, and he's dragging him back to the old asylum where he has set up the other bodies in, like, these really morbid, fucked-up um, poses and stuff. Yeah. And he got the girlfriend. We don't know why he got the girlfriend. That didn't Petra. make any sense. Yeah. The mission of murdering this mentally distraught castrators of, uh, castrator of Peni, you know, that's what I wrote down. Yeah. The, you're, you know, just... <sighs> and then right. he, he ties Donnie, you know, Donnie's, he wakes up, he's tied up. And, you know, of course he's freaked out. And then, you know, the landscaper and his only line, who's the best actor in the segment. Yeah. Might be the best actor in the movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just says, you know, ignore the pain. And we get this really, like, if it wasn't so cheap and, like, exploitative and gory and just badly done, it's actually kind of a cool shot. It's a POV shot of his head getting hacksawed off. That was great. Yeah. That was really great. So that's the end of that story. That's the end of that story but they're all they're all dead i just moral the moral is uh, don't don't be an fuck asshole. with yeah yeah i wrote down the boy scout outfit wearing storyteller is a bit passive aggressive he's totally passive aggressive <laughs> he knows what he's doing and how he's needling these fucking young people yeah so we're back to we're back to the three kids and um ranger bill as if. And they're, you know, they're freaked out. They're like, it's getting dark. And they're like, oh, we, we don't want to stay here. This seems wrong and yeah. uncomfortable. And not a fun time. And the guy, you know, the one guy who's not Charlie Day is like, um, you know, well, with, with all due respect, sir, uh, we, uh, we think we're going to go. And he's like, oh, with all due respect, oh, what manners. I really appreciate that. I like that a lot. Like, yeah, <laughs> passive aggressive. Passive aggressive, <laughs> and he's just like, "Sit down." That reminds me of another story. 
It's with two boys and a pretty little girl. Is that a coincidence? And this story is super fucked up. These people are even worse. This is audacious bullshit is what this is. Okay. So there are these three fuckers. (laughs) And they're they're just, they're sitting in a cafe being assholes. The chick is um, telling the blonde dude, like, uh, you know, um, he's like looking in the mirror and she's like, why are you so conceited? And he's like, I'm not conceited. I'm convinced. And she's like, convinced of what? And he's like, convinced you want all this? And it's like, fuck you, dude. This is stupid. I already hate you. <laughs> and then this um, Native American man, this old older gentleman, minding his own business. The urban legend of the, magi- the magical Native American yes, person. Yes, yes. That whole, very, the whole terrible the fucking the stereotypical thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this, is, this movie is problematic all over the place. He drives a bike. Again, um, another another motorcycle rider, um, but yeah, he just comes in the cafe. He orders a coffee, just a coffee. Yeah, and he out of his pouch he takes a fifty, and he gives it to the waitress and says, "Keep it." Yeah, and it's like, dude, you know that coffee was only two bucks. He gave her a forty eight dollar tip, so we know this is a good this is a good guy. Yeah, a white or hat a, or a rich guy. He's a white hat. I think his hat's brown, but we know what this means. Yeah, I know what that means. Um, and there, and then like these kids are just giving him shit. Yeah, for no reason. Just like hey, hey Tonto, more bullying so old? from assholes yeah, for, no, like, for reason. no reason. Yet again, in the second story, I mean, if you think nervously about what you've already told that we already know what the setup's gonna. Dude's just buying coffee. Yeah. Leave him alone. He is not doing dick to you. He thinks they all think it's you know. Eventually, they think uh, what he's smoking and what he's doing is weed. He, they think it's. Whatever. Yeah, we we don't know we don't know we don't know what the fuck it is. It might be um PCP or some kind of gnarly shit. But they decide after he leaves and gets on his bike, let's chase him and fuck with them. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah. We're assholes. Yeah, I don't understand this hunting of people that are. I yeah, I think they're I think they're gonna rob him. We hear on the radio, which is kind of how they do expository. Um, storytelling in these types of older movies is you overhear on the radio that there are three armed wanted yeah. thief criminals out there. They are dangerous and need to be apprehended type deals. Yeah. So it's like that's what these people are. They're just thieves. <laughs> so I guess they're going to rob him. They they meet him back at his trailer and he's just hanging out, smoking a peace pipe with a fire, just yeah. chilling, minding his own fucking business, not bothering a Anybody. soul. Yeah. And there, there's no reason to murder him for his, to, or to attack him and fucking do. Yeah, that I mean, shit. I actually forgot that that's what had happened in this. So he's he's smoking this stuff, and um, we think I thought he was doing some kind of incantation or you know a spirit ceremony of some kind because the smoke becomes a snake, and I'm like, okay, he's doing some he's doing some Native American magic movie stuff. Yeah, uh, problematic, but whatever. Yeah, what can you do? Um, but then this um, snake starts to choke him, and I'm like, why would he conjure a smoke snake to choke himself? What's going on? And then we see that that is not really what's happening. What's happening is the blonde fucker is choking the guy to death for no good reason. Yeah. So we think that the Native American man is dead, and um, they just cover him up with a blanket, and they start they just start rifling through his shit, stealing his stuff. The girl is using her fucking mouth to pull off a ring that she's stealing 
And then the guy, the the fat dude. There's always a there's always, there's always a fat dude. Always this actually really reminded dude. me of the um the old um engine wooden head story of um creep show two oh, where really? there's the oh yeah where there's the jackass thieves there's no girl in that one but there's the guy with the long hair there's the guy with the the skinny guy with the annoying laugh and then there's the fat dude yeah so it's very much the same type of cast of characters <clears throat> oh yeah the fat dude's like ooh, how does his hand taste and it's like ugh, god damn where, it's where just are so where are you such a creep why did you why did you have me watch this? So, yeah, so then they're all chilling in his trailer, just smoking all his weed or whatever it is. Yeah. And, um... Serious weed. Yeah, they keep saying, oh, man, this is some serious This is some serious stuff, man. So they're getting all fucked up, and then they start seeing stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the gnarly drugs or if it's just their conscience. I don't yeah, know codependent demons coming out now. Yeah. All right, it's just... So like you should have got it. Now they're gonna get rid of the body. You know they should have done well, that already. Well, they start seeing stuff. Yeah, like they the start, girl seeing, starts stuff. seeing her toes turn into black snakes. Like yeah. the fat dude's still really chill because I think he's, he's like, well, I'm fat. You know, I'm chill." And he's and just he's like, "Yeah, there. you know, you need to look within yourself. I have peace within myself. That's why I'm not seeing stuff." Yeah. And then like the um, the blonde dude who's the worst of them all. Is um he's really starting to see shit like his fat friend is turning into like a demon and stuff and they're all freaked out and he's blaming this on the Indian yeah and it, I'm sorry Native American and it's like I, I thought they keep saying it in the movie so I keep yeah don't worry no, it's not it. right. um and he, he's like ah it's all his fault we got to do something about the body we got to bury it and it's like okay that will make you not high anymore that makes sense that's some stoned logic there. <laughs> so awful so they go to do that and it doesn't work out does it Munchkin? no it does not work out hanging out there with this dead boy <laughs> anyway so what else got i t- not a lot god damn it um i think we like hanging out there with this dead guy stole life right out of you there's a anyway i uh, oh yeah they're trying they're in a hole they're trying to bury him and the chick's like will you hurry up and he's like well you think we like hanging out with this dead guy and then once they go to um, bury him, like weird shit starts happening, and then they uncover him, and it's just a bunch of rocks. His yeah. body is not there. Oh my! And then they just start wasting away. Stole the life right the out smoke. of you. Yeah, stole the life right out of you. And then um, we cut back to the diner, and we see these three old fuckers. And it's that. Yeah, it's them. And and it's them. And then another another Native American man comes in, and he buys a coffee. And he takes out of his magic pouch, which which more magic smoke comes out just like it did the first time. Yeah. He pulls out a 50 and he says, keep it. So we know it's the same dude. Yeah. And he's like 25. Yeah. He looks great. And yeah. He's very, is a very handsome. What a night. Ni- what a nice, wonderful ending to a fantastic story about another story about bullies. Uh, yeah. Don't, be a, don't be a bully. Don't be a fucking And bully. so um, Ranger Bill ends this story and says, just when you think you got life by the balls, you try to kill an Indian and he steals the life right out of you. <laughs> Just when you think you got life by the balls, you try to kill an Indian. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so fucking awful. Okay, and so finally, the third story, which has Rob McElhenry yeah, and actually get some decent and acting cute. and some decent, you know. Yeah, he's actually, he's pretty good in this. He's really good. 
I really like him a lot. Charlie Day is very much Charlie Day the entire time, but he's enjoyable because he just is. Yeah. But Rob's actually very good in this. And this actually doesn't... This is one where it isn't so much about don't be an asshole. This one's a little bit more complex. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit more. So Rob and his girlfriend are making out in the car. She thinks that she sees someone watching them make out in the car. So this actually is confusing to me. She says, I'm going to go back into the house. Um, so she's, they're in, in town from their college town for the weekend, I guess. And I'm thinking it's like her folks house. Yeah. But then her, she shows up to her house and her best friend is already there. She says, I'm going to go look for them. There's a lot of logic, weird shit in this last third story that doesn't She's really like, work. Yeah, I'm going to go look for, Beat- I think it's Beatrice and Steve. Yeah. And she goes into the house, and Beatrice is already there. She's been there. She has a face mask and a towel on her face, so she's taking a shower. She's been there for, like, a while. Why you, why you do a face mask after you take a shower and your hair's in a towel? I do not understand that. Oh, me either. But then they, um, I always do it before the shower. That way you can wash the mask off in the shower. It just seems easy. Yeah, it makes sense. But that's just me. Um... And then they start talking about... She starts talking about what douchebags both of their boyfriends are. The um, Beatrice, the friend. Yeah. And she's like, no, but I, I really I really love him and blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. And it's like, no, you won't believe what Steve did to me. After my roommate disappeared, he thought the best thing to do would be to get me in the sack. <laughs> and he, you know, he had wine and he had cheese. Right. He did the whole thing. Why and, cheese to get me in the sack? Hey, it would work for me. Yeah. Okay. Hint, hint. Okay. And then the other girl's like, well, you know, that sounds pretty considerate to me. And she's like, yeah, I thought so, too, until we started getting down to it, and I saw the red light flash from his digicam. He was going to film it and not tell me. Tell me. me. Yeah, do not do this. Not good. This is not okay. Not cool. No. No. You don't film people without their consent. And then blast it all over the web. That's what it was She said, yeah, what is he going to do with it? Blast it all over the web. Yeah, revenge porn is a thing. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're a bad person. Bad person. But, uh, yeah, does she, she want what? I, I, I don't, th- I just saw a documentary on this. It's just amazing that it has been going on, that this type of fucking evil, you know, fucking shaming evil shit has been going on. Anyway, but, uh, you keep, uh, keep on going. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, and then Beatrice uh, has this idea. She's like, well, you know, let's put them in a compromising position yeah. and film it and blast it all over the web. Let's show them how it feels. Yeah. So I have this idea, let's just, you know, let's do this. I'm going to go wash this goop off my face, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then the, um, oh, and then the freaking sheriff shows up, and he's, you know, he's a, a down-home, creepy police guy, who's, oh, you sure grew up in a hurry, didn't you? And it's what, like, the, dude, what are you why? doing? Not cool. Why is every guy a creep? Because it's a horror movie, baby. Well, there, there's creeps out there, too. <laughs> okay, I know. And she's like, yeah, I was making out with my boyfriend. Boyfriend? Yeah, I'm in college. I have a boyfriend now. You have a face that could stop a clock. <laughs> oh, yeah, he said that to the painting of the old woman, which... Yeah, all right, sorry. I, I just, I wrote that down. I wanted just to say yeah. that. That's great. But, yeah, he's... he's uh. And he's like, well, okay, um, you think someone was watching? She's like, I know someone was watching me. I could feel it. Yeah. I could tell Til- someone was watching me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well, you know, I'll keep an eye on the house for you. So then we're like, okay, is this dude part of the whole deal? Yeah. Is it Steve? Who's watching them? Is she delusional yeah. and paranoid? What's going on here? Yeah. We don't know. No. And then, 
God. I don't I don't remember a lot about this part of the movie. The part that I the moments that I remember is when all of the four when the four of them are sitting down in chairs doing the truth and truth or dare yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's, that's when it actually starts to fucking that's pick up as really far happens. as when they So yeah, so the girls are they're dre- they're dressed up all trampy and cute. Yeah. Um to try and, you know, get the boys to do whatever they want them to do. Yeah. And the boys show up and they, you know, they start drinking and then, you know, they play some truth or dare. And um, then Steve admits that it's like, she's like, you know, uh, truth. So, oh, the first dare was they make the girls make out because, of course, they do. Yeah, (laughs) boring. And then um, she asks Steve the truth. Like, what was that red light in your closet when we slept together last? And he's like, you know what it was. And she's like, yeah, I need to hear you say it. And he's like, well, that would be my handy dandy digicam. And he fucking laughs. And, And then the other guy, Rob McElhaney, I forget his character's name. Is like, oh my gosh. And he's like, hey, that thing takes great still pictures too. And they all just laugh like this is not. This is not like it's perfectly fine. No, it's not. It's not cool. And I don't know. They use lady. I don't even. Not that I would know, but I think ladies would say hey not cool i don't or like give give them some sort of fucking pushback in that moment but they don't really yeah no 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 nobody really says anything to where like that is not fucking okay yeah which is fucking weird but okay like, this was or... back in the girls gone wild time and everything and you know they went wild yeah girls oh my gosh game. it was evil that is a wild um they went wild and then um oh rob asked beatrice the you know she says truth yeah. And um, he's like, do you know what really happened to your missing roommate? And she's like, I killed her and chopped her body up and buried her all over town. Ooh. So we're like, really? oh, shit. Are there some... Um... Oh, and Robin said before in the car in the beginning of the store where they were making out, like, oh, Beatrice seems super jealous of me. She doesn't like me. I think she might be gay. More homophobia. Yay. Yay. Except for uh, when chicks are making not, out. Not but cool. actual lesbians. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The early 2000s. Oi. Um, so we're like, okay, is Beatrice, does Beatrice have a thing for this chick? Yeah. Uh, is she maybe the one that was watching them? Like, what? what's going on there? Melissa, that's the main character's name yeah, of, this, Melissa. of this story. So then she's like, okay, it's time to put our plan In into place. place. So she's like, okay, we're going to blindfold you guys, and we're going to play hide and seek, and you have yeah. to hide find us with your hands and whoever finds us first gets both of us and there's an actual murderer out there while the hide and seek is going to be happening so yeah but they don't they don't they don't know that they still don't believe that melissa was being watched no oh and before this before she saw the sheriff i forgot she when she went to take a shower and she came out she saw or she was in the bathroom just primping or whatever she saw a mirror um another um lipstick mirror message just like in the last movie it said um you know i like to watch you yeah that was creepy there's some creepy moments in this that are really quite good and but it feels but she's like okay someone's fucking watching me what the fuck is going on is it beatrice is it the sheriff is it rob is it steve who's watching her what the fuck is going on so beatrice tells melissa you know go down to the basement i'm gonna you know take the camera and i'm gonna video this whole thing and um, just to make sure they don't find you, they find me, because I'll take care of them. Yeah. We don't know what her plan is exactly. So she goes out, and she's just filming, and she's like, hey, boys, find me, find me, find me. She runs into the sheriff, and they have a bit of a, what seems like a tussle. Yeah. And somebody gets 
like hit on the head and then we don't see what happens. And then we go back to Melissa, who's coming out of the basement, like, yeah, I'm not going to be down here anymore. This is creepy as shit. Where is everybody? What's going on? And the boys are none the wiser. They're still blindfolded. They're just walking around the house. They split up upstairs and downstairs and yada, 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 you know. And so Melissa's like going around trying to find, she's trying to find Beatrice, can't find Beatrice. She does, however, find the sheriff dead in his car. Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, Beatrice killed the cop, so she's the one on the loose. Yeah. Wow. So we're like, okay, shit, where's where's Beatrice? And then, you know, um, the Steve, he gets killed, and yeah. it's pretty unceremonious. I think he just gets his throat slit, and he's just sitting in the on the couch with his throat slit, and he's just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. Fucking useless, Steve. Yeah. With so, your throat slit? Yeah. Boo. So Rob is the last guy, and he's walking around. He's having a good old fucking time. Yeah. He's blindfolded. He's laughing. He's like, hey, what's going on? And we see him just through the camera, and we don't know who has the camera. We think it's Beatrice. Yeah. But then she goes out to try and find Beatrice, and Beatrice doesn't have the camera, and she's covered in blood. Like, okay, so is she just screwing with everyone? And we find out later Robert... Um, Rob McElhaney, he, it was funny, he turns around, there's the camera, and he's just yeah. like, hey, what's going on, who is this, is that, is that Steve Beatrice, who are you? And then he just gets bashed with a fucking bottle, and the bottle just, like, stuck in his neck, so he's dead, too. Yeah. He's also down for the count, and he's slumped on the other chair, so there's just all these, like, dead bodies in the, um, in the, uh, in the living room, yeah. including Beatrice, who also got killed. And we're like, what the fuck? And then we see the TV is showing the video of the night. And yeah. um, it's Melissa being like, hey, you know you like to watch me, baby. I like to watch you, too. And then we see the real Melissa saying, yeah, baby, I like to watch you, too. Something along those lines. And it's like, it was Melissa the entire time? What the fuck? How does that make any sense? It didn't really make any sense. It didn't really make any sense. Another wonderful... So and, she, did she write the lipstick note that nobody else but her saw and she killed the sheriff for some reason and she was going to invite all the her friends and her boyfriend and her friend's boyfriend to her parents' house for the weekend to murder all of them? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And did sense. she kill the roommate? We don't know. No actual logic to any of no this. No logic to any of it. It was the best <laughs> one of the stories and it was still shit. It's still crap. So... Don't watch them. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, well, this is... well, at the very end, though. Yeah. Oh. At the very end, you know, Ranger Bill says, oh, I think I heard your tow truck coming. Yeah. And then they get towed to this crazy, you know, the three kids, they yeah. get towed to this crazy bar. It's not that crazy. It actually looks like a really fun punk bar. The yeah. Misfits are playing. It looks like a great fucking time. Yeah. Which is something that I was not expect. I was not no, expecting. I didn't see that coming, did you? No. And then the guys are, like, freaking out. They go to the bartender to try and use the phone so they can get a ride away because it's like you're supposed to tow my car to a fucking place, but you just drove me to this bar. What the fuck? Yeah. And then the bartender is David Johansson. Yeah. And he's like, ah, what'll it be? And then the guys are freaking out, and it's like, well, dude, you're just at a... At a you're college you're just at a, at a bar. He just order, might have been... Order like... a fucking drink, watch a show. It looks like a great time. Everybody's yeah. having fun. And then we see all the characters from all the past stories descend on the boys. Oh, yeah. And they, they just jump after them, and we don't know what happens to them, but we assume it's bad. Yeah. And then we see Jamie Lynn. She runs out of the bar to um, another 
couple of guys and is like, oh, my car broke down. Can you help me? And then she looks with an evil eye into the camera. It, it's and really it, cheesy. Yeah, it's super I really fucking, fucking didn't so like, like it at all. So it's like, okay, the entire deal is Jamie Lynn lures boys into the woods to hear scary stories told by J- David Johansson and then end up at a punk bar where the misfits are playing. That is her whole gig is she does that. What? Well, diabolical. Yeah. Clearly. Jesus Christ. I didn't. Not not a fun. But we got always sunny out of it. But we got always sunny out of it. So happy ending many, many years after the fact. Or four years. Four years is when it started. So yeah. That's nice. I just. I can't. I had trouble remembering that. No, it's all. They were both shit. I I hated. I, I didn't hate them, but I. It it felt like a waste of my time. <laughs> I hate saying that, but I'm happy I watched them. I'm happy I saw. I like watching trash. This is just a little bit more hard to swallow than some of the other stuff we've seen on the pod so far. For the yeah. pod so far, this is just anyway. So watch or do not watch. I I it's up to you. is up to you. All right, this has been top notch nonsense. All right, bye.